So it took us a while. <laughs> took us well. It's not like there's been anything going on. No, no. Like we, we, he just really just felt like having a break for no reason. You know, the world is moving and turning just as it normally is. Just at a normal rate. Um, at a normal rate. We're both working at our offices. <laughs> um, tons of opportunities to go out and hang out at crowded places. Yeah, lots of new restaurants we're trying in person, going to those restaurants and sitting uh, down among people. Oh boy. Um, yeah, what a nightmare scenario. Um, that yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. Ugh. This is just, here we are though. We are talking via Zoom. So I should probably do this from the start. Welcome back to the ethical pleasure. <laughs> I'm sure that's Get it going. Like that. <laughs> uh, and, and meeting via Zoom, hopefully this, is, this sounds normal. Uh, I will be listening to this after the fact. It is recording. Yeah. So, okay. Hey, yeah. Are, are you recording it on Zoom or on? I am recording something? it on Zoom. Zoom has just the button right there because record. And so I was like, all right, we'll just record it on this. Yeah. I'm not technical enough to know how to like record something on GarageBand while also, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. I don't know either because I guess, and it'll, you can like save it as a video file, but I guess you're going to have to like separate it. It saves as an MP4 file. Oh, okay. So. Which okay. I don't know what the difference is between MP4 and MP3. MP4 is to me sounds like like a like Nimbus 2001. It's like MP3 is something all of us know, like iPod, MP3 player, whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, no, no, this is an MP4. MP4 just came out. <laughs> it's a new music. It's, it's even better. That's right. I don't know what the difference is. I don't have a clue. But that's no. pretty part of the course for yeah. us in this podcast. <laughs> for this podcast, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah so thank you for your patience listeners i had tweeted a while back it'll be a few days and then a few days yeah. turned into a few weeks yeah and that's mostly due to me um and uh you know as i, I don't know i mean we're all living in this in, in this earth uh it's, right now and it's yeah. and like in case whenever, it's not happening in, in your city there's a pandemic happening in other places and ours too <laughs> unless you unless you're like Jared Leto who spent the last three months in a like secluded like meditation retreat and then like returned to find out that this was Wait, like what he had like he went away I think in like December or January to some like three month four month like meditation retreat with no internet access like no nothing no one knew anything and he came back and was like oh, <laughs> oh my God. like everyone oh my God. was everyone was in quarantine and like shit had gone awry. Um, so unless you're like Jared Leto, yeah, I mean like honestly, like early March um, was like a crucial time, at least here in Nashville, whenever like things started yeah. to really um, go down. And I just like, since then I have just, um, I, I mean, whatever, I was just like so stressed and like my body was just in like pure survival mode and I was like so anxious all the time and like couldn't bring myself to figure out how to be like funny on a podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was no, just like it'll, it'll be cathartic, it'll be a nice release, but it's also just like I need the energy to get to that point for it to be fun. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And right. I was just like every day just like waking up well, and yeah, reliving but, a nightmare. Well, the nature of your job too didn't make this like, like it's stressful and upsetting and terrifying for everybody. But I, yeah. I know that for your job specifically, it was like, here's an insano amount of changes that you, you know, yeah, on your shoulders. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and right, I mean, just from, it was like from the moment the kids came back from spring break, which was like that that second week of March, mm-hmm. um, it has just been like daily, like day, just inundated with new changes, new policies, new complaints. I mean, I'm still getting them every day. I contend with new something, some new fucking curveball. And, um, and yeah, so it's, and I come home every day just like, absolutely drained of all like human life force <laughs> so. yeah. you've been working from home since then do you have how have you made that work do you have like a little office nook because i know you and perry are both working from home how have you yeah. guys made that work yeah we are both working from home we don't we're set up on our kitchen table both of mm. us um across from each other <laughs> well, that's nice it's nice i mean you know obviously he's he's easy on the eyes and i like him a lot and so i don't yeah. mind looking at him all day but i think the 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 first couple days mm-hmm. it was like one or the other of us was having like a mental breakdown like every day it was oh, like no it was like he would have a mental breakdown and then like the next day like i'd have a mental breakdown. oh no <laughs> like we, we figured it out since then it's still a little tricky whenever like i have a zoom conference call and he has one and then it's uh-huh. like all right who has to run off to the other room or something like that but yeah we're, we're finally i feel like kind of set up in a in a good way i got a new office chair really comfy so yeah we're, we're making it happen. Are you still going into work? No, thankfully, this is the this past week I stopped being able to go in only because I'm I'm very lucky. So as I y'all know, I'm a speech pathologist, and so um, the entire medical center is moving to telehealth, including yeah. our department. And I'm lucky in that a lot of my people on my caseload are able to do that, both able to and also appropriate for, which are you know, the two big criteria. You know, there's so some people that we would be appropriate for, but they don't have the you know, the internet connection, the computers, just things like that to be, to be able to do it at home. Um, yeah. But I fortunately have enough. And they had first said, no, everyone's working in the clinic still just doing telehealth from the clinic. And then they said, well, if you can access the, like the, you know, the, the documenting Epic, the documenting scheduling software through your own computer, which, which I can, I have a VPN set up. Yeah. And you can do it on your home computer, but you still have to be in the office unless you have um, at least six clients per day. Basically it's like, you can't just be like, well, I'm going to work from home and see like the two clients I'm able to do, do teletherapy for, you know, because our job's the kind of thing where it's not like projects, like other things you can do from anywhere, theoretically, like a lot of private sector stuff, you can do that from wherever, you know, but for when it comes to like direct service provision, you know, if you yeah. can't do telephone, if you're not doing therapy all the time, what are you even, you know, you're doing some projects and some things I'm doing, but like, so I'm fortunate enough that this week I, I like hustled to build my caseload up. I was like calling people, getting, getting them set up. I was like, okay, come, let's go, let's go. And then I went to my manager thinking I was only going to be able to work from home Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because I had enough people. And she's like, it averages out. Just, just go home. Nice. And I was like, okay. Good. Starting this past Wednesday, I've been working from home and it's, it's great. It's really great. I have our guest room set up with my materials and old desk set up. We're thinking about ordering a proper desk for me. I have a little card table set up with a, with the dining room chair like on the bed beside the bed. I'm sitting on that bed right now. Cause I don't want to sit on a dining room chair right now to this podcast. Um, but it's yeah. fine. Like we, we have our two and a half year old and my wife's a teacher. So she's just out. And so she's doing some work, oh. to do some meetings, but for the most part, it's not really doing much because because Metro public schools isn't doing remote learning for, just from an equity standpoint. Although, you know, you can still do enrichment and optional stuff, which is going to just kind of further the gap, unfortunately, but they right. can't make anything mandatory because of that. Right. And so, you know, she's at home, I'm hanging out with them. And then when I have to go to work, I go into the room and see, see my clients. Yeah. So wow. it's been weird. It's been investment. I don't know what day it is any day anymore. 
No, but, no, yeah, no. All yesterday I thought it was Saturday because they only have one kid I see in the mornings right now on Fridays and I'm about to yeah. have one soon, but I was done by 11. I went in at 10 and was done by 11 and then I'm going running errands. It's a nice day. And so I'm like, no, no, no it's still Friday. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I woke up this morning. I thought it was Sunday this morning and then I had to be like, no, Jack said we're recording Saturday. So that must mean today's Saturday. Yeah. Like you just like cling on to like whatever details yeah. you can. No, it's wild. Um, yeah, I know. And it's, it's really, I feel like time has crept up on me because Perry's birthday is in four days. <laughs> and because oh I keep forgetting goodness. what, what day it is, I like look yeah. at the calendar and I go, oh, shit, that's coming up. Does he want to do anything for it? Like, like remote stuff or like something like that? Like, he's going to get people together? My yeah. birthday is in under a month. And I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> right. I know. It's like, what, what do you, right, exactly. Do you hold like a, like a Zoom party? I don't know. I mean, it's a shame because every year for Perry's birthday, we do something that's like really fun. Like last year we drove to Huntsville and went to the um, U.S. Space yeah. Center um, and like did that all day and like had dinner and all that kind of stuff. And like year before that, we went to a drive-in movie and like did a whole thing. So um I don't know. He hasn't mentioned anything, but I'm sure we'll figure something out. I'm making him, I always, I always like hand make him a cake from scratch every year and I make a different cake every year. And this like year. Butterfly cake last year, right? The pineapple. Yeah, the, um, oh, the hummingbird cake. Hummingbird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I made the hummingbird cake last year. This year I'm going to try to make a trace leches cake. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I know. I love him so much. He's never had one before. So we'll see how it goes. Sounds great. I got to think about what I can ask for my birthday. Yeah, I know. We'll get your requests in. <laughs> yeah, I got to get them. Yeah. It's like, what, what can we do from home, I guess? Like, yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll watch, we'll watch a movie. We'll make it special. Something like yeah. that. Cool, yeah. cool. I know. Okay, well, let's get into it. Um, I watched this episode right before we hit the pause button. I have notes from then. So it'll be interesting to see how my my opinion has changed from when I took notes like a month ago to yeah. when I rewatched it last night, um, which was fun to rewatch it again. And I didn't take any notes. I just watched the whole thing without, yeah. without stopping and pausing for like, what, 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 what was that line? Is that a halter top or is that a low cut top or whatever? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, we're almost there. Season three, episode 12. The number of the beast is 666, which is um, scripture. That's Revelations 13. 18. It's also mm -hmm. the opening of the um, the Iron Maiden song called The Number of the Beast, which is <laughs> 1318. Let him that, I'm going to read the King James Version because it's most poetic. Let, let him that hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man, and its number is 603 score and six. Mm -hmm. um, with 666, of course, yeah. Um, the whole chapter 13 is about the beast that comes up, and a lot of that stuff is echoed in those paintings. You know, the, the great red dragon is kind of the perception of the beast. Right. Um, and they really, there's a scene we'll get to in a little bit, which I appreciate because I'm a dumb dumb at heart. The like, we're going to lay out the metaphor. Like, we're going to cast everyone, like, you're the devil, you're this, got it. And I was like, you know what? Part of me is like, this is really on the nose, like, summing it up for the dummies. But also, as a dummy, I appreciate it. As a dummy, just hand it over. You know, right, exactly. <laughs> but the ones will be like, okay, hold on, okay. Uh, okay, so you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and especially as a, a show that, like, doesn't do that often, I don't think. Like, it's here and there you have an episode that really just, like, spoon feeds you. But I feel like, in general, the show is, like, just happy by, like, 
throwing a metaphor out there and like letting you figure it yeah. out. Right. I'll, I'll take this explanation. Sure. Totally. Um, I have a prepos- preposition. No, I don't. I have a proposition. Thank you. <laughs> because shit's been crazy. Let's instead of Rolodexing somebody, let's offer like a Hannibal toast to, to some people today. Okay, great. Just because like, you know, take our pick. We can go down the rabbit hole and just like, fuck this person. Just fuck anybody, this person. right? Yeah. It's crazy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah okay let's try to be positive that's that's a good uh that's a good do you have i, I haven't thought about well, dr this. anthony fauci is the first person i thought of who's a oh, yeah. hero and a god yes yeah hero now like i'm sure people are like biden get him as your vp <laughs> Fauci. 20- Honestly, at this point uh, he, we might as well i mean like it, it, there are no qualifications for that job anymore and um and he's amazing so let's yeah. do it no, you're right. Like he, and I feel so bad for him, but he seems yeah. like such a trooper because he's, so being, he's being hauled out on every late night talk show, oh, yeah. every Sunday afternoon news television show. And I mean, every two seconds, I feel like you could turn on the TV right now and see him on like MSNBC or some shit. Everything. Um, yeah. this morning and then he's on this, he's doing the whole cycle. And to reminds me of that bit from Veep when she's like, doing the like after the, the yeah. terms, and she's just sitting there and then like okay you're done you're done you want a nice comfy chair like let's get you in a comfy chair okay it's like nine <laughs> shows in a row yes like, exactly. well thank you so much have a good one how many more of these things have i got to do yes that's exactly how he's being hauled out um in between, like, okay, hold on. I'm gonna, you know, you get a little bit of sweat. Okay, all right, you're good. Wait, five seconds? Okay, five. All right. <laughs> yes. No, you're so right. Um, yeah, Fauci's a great choice. Man, I... Just like all the heroes. They're like every small-time hero, everybody. Yeah, honestly, like, I'd like to give a toast to... Um, I think Hannibal would give a toast to people like you and Blythe who are, like, at home all day with your kids. Like I am like, especially having to like teach like folks who are having to like fill in as their teachers and like start homeschooling. We're really lucky in that only one of us has to work and the other one, and it even is that kind of episodic and like, yeah, like people who both have both full-time jobs still trying to do it with like multiple kids. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So like hats off to parents of young children who are still in school and like are responsible for their education now and also like paying the bills. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine. So yeah. Yeah. And just all the people that's going into work and doing the things and like, and everybody trying to do their best to support small businesses out there, like trying to get local beer deliveries, trying to get takeout from restaurants once or twice a week from places, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. I know we just ordered um, a dozen hi-fi cookies yesterday. Oh, yeah. um, so good. We, we, I feel like we talk about hi-fi cookies on this show. Are lit. Oh, all the time. They're so good. So good. Um, and then we just tried that Joyland place. I um, haven't heard of it. You haven't heard of it? No, I have heard of it. Oh, okay. It just opened up. Nashville has been double fucked because right yeah. before this, since our last recording, there was a massive Nashville disaster that also ripped through our neighborhood of East Nashville. Not ours, you and me, but me, 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 me and my black, me, 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 me and my, my wife, our, our neighborhood. And it like, if it had gone a little bit left instead of straight and, and to the right, it would have hit our neighborhood. Like it was so close to us. Yeah, exactly. But it like absolutely decimated like a really popular part of town that had a lot of restaurants and stores and all of that. Yeah. And so all of those were shut down. Small businesses, yeah. 
And then it was like a week later, like the whole city shut down <laughs> and everyone was like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been tough seeing, and I have a lot of friends who are in um, like the food service business and it's been tough seeing them just fi- try to figure it out. But like, I feel like the restaurants have been so nimble. It's been so nice to see them like see so many of them, not all of them, but see so many of them switch over to the takeout and delivery and like, especially getting alcohol delivered and being able to take out. Yes. We've gotten um, bearded Iris recently. Like it's just yesterday for us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I I am just like endlessly grateful that I'm in a job that, um, that I can do from home. Um, and that they desperately need me to do, <laughs> so, oh, wow, yes. you know, um, yeah. Crazy. Well, crazy, and I hope, crazy. I hope that everyone listening is staying safe and that your families are healthy and safe um, and that you are staying at home if you can and social distancing. Uh, if you're still hanging out with your friends, uh, then fuck you. <laughs> really though, like chill. One of our really good friends is like, really being lax about this whole thing. And Blythe and I are like, what is her problem? Like her sister came over who lives in town also and like hung out with her at her house yesterday. And they're like, have it going, like like two weeks ago, went, went to another, one of our friends' house. And we're like, what are you doing? Right, what's happening? Like, I'm not gonna call anyone out like by name or anything like that, but like. Sure, but I, I think I guess you're talking about. Yeah, right. It's just like, like you see them on Facebook and they're like, well, bless sisters. Hey, like siblings day. Like, I'm so happy to come over and visit. And I'm like, why are you coming over there? Why? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yes. Yeah, I know. I felt bad because Perry's, um, uh, so Perry's sister finally moved out of yeah. our apartment um, or our condo or, or townhouse. Never Sorry, where do we live again? Um, <laughs> and Perry's parents came up to help her move. And I felt bad because they were like, oh, like, you want to like order some pizza? Like, you want to hang out? And I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, like, I really don't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. And like, right when they came, um, I had, I had, I was, I still had shingles. Um, like, so fucking terrible. I feel so bad for you for that. Yeah. Life had shingles when Elliot, our daughter was three months old and it was awful. It was one of the most miserable experiences I've ever had. <laughs> it was like the first week that I started working from home and I got shingles and then Perry's parents came into town and I was like, I'm sorry. Not only should we like not be hanging out, but like yeah. I am so fucking miserable. Oh, yeah, I know. I awful, know. awful. Yeah, every like cold chill I get, I'm like, it's gonna. Here it is. I got it. <laughs> Especially since I was in New York the weekend, uh, like right before the shit hit the fan, like the weekend of like March 6th, I was in New York. Um, yeah, friends, I went up for an event, this big cancer a fundraiser event called Psycho Over Survival, which they canceled. And, you know, went to that restaurant, saw all my friends, you know, it wasn't like, it was like a thing, but it wasn't like a, at the time we still like hung out for a brunch and give, you know, friends a hug and rode the subway and all that shit. Cause we didn't really, it hadn't like gotten to that point yet. Right. Um, and then, so of course the next two weeks after I got home, I was like, okay, am I like, am I about to get it? Like, am I going to, it's tomorrow right. going to be the day when, when, when I wake up and feel sick. Right. You know? And for all I know, I did have it and didn't ever show any symptoms and pass it along. Like, that's the scary thing about this whole thing, which like annoys me. I'm like, just like, I want to be sick. I'm like, if I get it, I want to get sick. Yeah. Yes. I want <laughs> to be sick. Like, I, ear- I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. But the fact that like, I was reading about um, one of the cruise ships that had it and it was like, 
40% of the people who tested positive for the disease, like never had symptoms ever. It's, Um, it's, I mean, yeah, I can't make heads or tails of it. Speaking of New York, did you see that New York times article about, um, it was like specifically about Vanderbilt and about how our our students like ignored the dum-dums. They were dum-dums and like still went out and partied for St. Patrick's day. And the thing is like, that was St. Patty's was like right before shit got right around when shit started popping off. Cause like the weekend before St. Patty's day, we went out the last time to East National Beer Works, kept our distance. It was like, okay, it was a place where like, it was a time when like restaurants were like, we're keeping things clean, cause still come, you know, like, and it was kind of this weird nebulous time. And then our friend canceled her St. Patrick's day party the next day. But like, it was just weird time. And like once Vanderbilt canceled classes, I was like, oh, you know that everyone's like, fuck yes. Like, like <laughs> party right now, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, absolutely they were. Being a person who was on campus, I was like, I, 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 so all the students had moved back from spring break, they canceled classes, and I didn't see a single student. I saw maybe like one student a day, because I knew they were all just like hanging out in their dorms and like partying all day. Yeah, and by the way, like, I would too, probably, you know, like, I was a dummy, and I was like, all right, let's fucking go, you know, like, Sure. Yes. I know. I, I feel like I was still like, even my sister, God love her. She's in college right now. She goes to Rhodes. Um, she's a sophomore mm-hmm. and those, they moved to online learning and like close the dorms and everyone had to yeah. move back. And I just feel like that generation, I mean, she doesn't, she doesn't watch fucking CNN, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. she was, uh, we were talking and she was like, can I still go like hang out at my friend's house or like, Oh, I want to go see yeah. my boyfriend or like, we're, we're thinking about going to the movies. And I was like, no, you can't. She was like, really? I was like, you, I, I feel like the conception of how dangerous this is like, hasn't reached well, you yet. <laughs> it's not a thing. And because it's not this like bodies on the street, like black death level, like it's, it's like this weird nebulous thing. Like even for a while, I still had moments where I was like, wait a second, what is happening? Like, is this real? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, well, let's let's. This isn't the COVID podcast, and I we we, we not? face it bad. No, it's not right. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, dive on into this fucking episode. Let's get it. Let's talk about something that isn't this goddamn disease. Let's uh, talk about something even darker. Even darker. This episode was, by the way, I'm going to spoil it. Awesome. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh, awesome. By the way, amazing. Awesome. Thank God. By the way. Thank God. Because I had, I feel like for like three episodes running, I had been like, you know, like ho oh, hum, like you, you're rushing it. What's going on? They, they got it. Here we go. You're like this is it. Yes, they nailed it. I know. I had that same worry where I was like, man, we've put off this. I put off watching this episode for like a month and a half. I yeah. hope it doesn't suck, and it did not. No. T to B, so good. Yeah, T to B. Um, yeah, so it starts off with like weird dragony tail with like a dead Molly in some crazy outfit with the mag with the with the me- magnets, I mean, the mirrors over her eyes, and then it's Will in treatment? Question mark. Like, I wonder if he pay. I always wonder, like, is he paying her? Yeah, a dollar. <laughs> I wonder if she's like, oh, I still bill. By the way, like, fuck you. Oh, like, you know she does. Oh, I'll be charging you for this, and you know her rate rate is like five hundred dollars an hour. Oh, Delia values her labor. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know what I've never noticed is her ceiling. No, I didn't notice it. Honey, the ceiling of her, of her office, question mark, is crazy. The room is like 
hexagonal or like octagonal and the ceiling is like like ripples like like, like weird like waves of like these like hmm. geometric things it's crazy i didn't notice it until this oh. went, so and i was like what you need to go back and look i know i need to pull it up i'm gonna like silently pull up it up on my episode and like show you like like through my phone on i know right i know i tried to screenshot something but amazon doesn't fuck around with screenshots. no no it won't it, it's like no it won't let you it's black Oh, I tried to screenshot. We'll get to it, but I tried to screenshot whenever Will put his hand on Shilton's shoulder. <laughs> oh my God. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, but this, I know. So, oh, go ahead. No, like this whole conversation is interesting. Like, and almost a refutation of what we were saying earlier about it um, being like the scene later being like, we're going to spell out the metaphor for the dummies. What's mm-hmm. interesting is that this conversation is they're saying things. And like, I feel like most people would say a statement that, that he would say, like um, when Will goes, Hannibal has agency in the world and leaves it at that. The implication is like, he has agency in the world. Therefore he could still get to you, but he isn't, he, he only says the first part. And the Bedelia gets the subtext and says, he's not gonna kill me unless blah, blah, blah unless he can do it himself. And then if he can eat me. And then like, they're both saying these statements which have this implicit subtext and neither of them have to explain what they mean by their statements. They're just like having this conversation on a different level. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. Like they, like Delia doesn't have to go, right. So you're saying he has agency because he can still get to me. Like, okay, yeah, exactly. Sure. Like she just gets it and then is able to, right. Exactly. I mean, this if it, she's like, able- Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. So I'm going to bright the brightness up to 11. Oh, here we go. Okay. Look at the ceiling. I'm showing Liam my, my phone. Oh. Isn't it crazy? Weird. It's like weird. It's almost like Doctor Strange, like Inception level, like wavy, like yeah. ripply, heck, like ge- ge- geometric, like pointing down. It's really strange. Well, that's a choice. <laughs> like, it really is quite a choice. I want to know if any listeners are like, is that like a thing? Like, is it in a book? Is it like a Stanley Kubrickian esque? thing that we mm-hmm. it's also some nod to some Kubrick reference like we already know that Delia's house is like crazy crazy um like from the outside in um but I I love yeah speaking so this conversation um Will makes a reference to Bluebeard's wife saying, yeah what was that I didn't look it up I didn't <laughs> I thought you would I wrote in my notes Bluebeard's wife question three question marks here, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I got my computer right here. Great. This, this scene, while you're looking it up, this scene is like half speed. This is like hilarious. Yeah. Like, we've made fun of Delia in the past about like being like crazy slow. And I feel like this episode is like really, like this scene is crazy. It's like hilariously slow. Oh my gosh. You play, you pay. Like this is a podcast, you put it on like three quarters speed or whatever. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't have time to figure this out because every um oh, article like, on Bluebeard's Wife is like some long. Oh, mythology. it's like a long, like it's like a long reference. It's like some long fable or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically just love that Will was like, "Blah blah blah, you're blue, you're Bluebeard's wife," and she was like, "No, bitch, you're Bluebeard's wife." <laughs> I might have been. I, I might have, might have been, been, but like, but yeah. like now you're his wife, and I love 
he then goes, is Hannibal in love with me? And he's like shooketh with that. He shooketh. And I was like, I said out loud, I said, doy. Like, yeah. what, this isn't a shock. Although I love like her definition of love, right? It's interesting. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't say yes because he, he, he's incapable of truly feeling love. Like mm-hmm. loving somebody is, you know, free, free, set them. Like he doesn't like, he doesn't want the best for Will, right? right. He's, he's not in love with him in that sense where it's like, I, I, this, you know, complex feelings of, of aching for somebody and feeling a pang of hunger and yet also valuing them and wanting the best for them, wanting to support them and what they do and all those different complex things that love embodies. He's just the first part. He, she's like, well, does he ache for you and have a pang of hunger when he sees you and get nourishment from you? Yeah. So I guess in his world, that is love. Right. Yeah. 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 Do you ache for him? <laughs> she oh, said slowly. Really, like they were going so slow. And it reminded me of back when I was in college, maybe college. Yeah. Randomly. I can't remember what summer it was, but when I was younger, I took looked at this weird acting class out on, out in Long Island from this guy who used to run like the, the Bay street theater, which is a wonderful little theater out in Sag Harbor, out in the Hamptons. Fantastic theater. I saw BD Wong play the MC at our town there. It's great. Or the MC. The, lead player from our town. God, uh, I love BD Wong. BD Wong. Wong is in everything and like, he comes in and you're like, there, there he is. There he is. This is going to be a good movie. I'm in safe hands now. We're in safe hands. BD's here. <laughs> um, unless it's Jurassic Park. Um, right. I didn't like him showing back up in Jurassic World, by the way. Also, I didn't like Jurassic World, which is another podcast. I thought that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Talking dinos. Uh, um, but he like the, the the exercise that he had us do in this acting class, which is like it's such an acting exercise. Like it's like it was an exercise to be about like really sitting with the text in each word. He would have you read the text at this speed. Oh. So you would give the lines like this. And I like was incapable of doing it because I was like, this is insane. Um, like this feels so unnatural. What am I doing? But like, that's what this scene feels like. They're like, no, 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 slower. Yeah, that's right. Like, even slower. And like, it should feel like really painfully slow. Yeah, and just really chew on it. Yeah, you got it. Yes. But that's, that's Daria's normal speed. It really is. She gave almost a shudder when she said, and only if he'll eat me. Like only if he can eat me. She's like, oh God, like this is my life. Like this, this is, this is my, I'm not in a dream. This is my reality. There's a motherfucker who is good, who wants to eat me if he's free. Right. <laughs> I, I love the way she said, eat me. I, I thought someone needs to just isolate this. Yes. Um, Cause she said it with such like, it, there was so much there. It wasn't like discussed exactly, but it was like. It was just like, was- oh Jesus. <laughs> Okay. Uh, um, I, I'm also like, why is she back out of hiding? I guess because he's in jail. She's like, I'm okay to like hang out here because he's in jail or in, you know, locked up. Yeah. Is this the first time we've seen her in a while? Like since Italy? Question mark? No, because she went back out of hiding and they found her once they caught Hannibal, didn't they? Oh, right. Oh, my. I'm, and they I'm, brought, I'm, they brought her into the, they like brought her into the FBI. But that was after. Oh, Jesus, now I'm all fucked up. I know, now I'm all screwed up about... I, I, I probably, like, came back to the U.S. Yeah. 
and we were like, oh, is Delia still in Italy? Like, is she still like high as a kite somewhere in some Italian? You're right. Yes, yes. Yes. I think that that's what it is. And then she all of a sudden came back and rules down in therapy with her because they're like the Hannibal survivor support group, basically. Like the first wives club of like Hannibal, like they're, they're just like here we are. You don't own me. Basically, which one's Diane Keaton? Which one's Bette Midler? <laughs> oh, Will, such a bet. <laughs> yeah, who's Goldie Hawn? Yeah, um, and then it cuts to to Hannibal. You know, Will is free and damned to imagine anything because of his imagination, his empathy, which is something we get also when like he imagines himself killing his wife because of his empathy. And because he put himself in the shoes of the Red Dragon, he is now imagining himself and motivate, like imagines the, the motivations to kill his own wife. So it's, so it's just like fucking him up. Yeah, that's not dark at all. What if like you couldn't stop imagining murdering wife? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what? Or, or, or even beyond that, like, I get why I need to do this. Like, because like he's- Yeah, I understand. Empathetic. He isn't like, he's like, wow, I can imagine this thing. He's like, no, like, but like, I see the, the necessity in doing this. Like, I can get it behind it. And like, no, no, it's not my head. Somebody else. Oh, I can't stop imagining it. It's fucked. Yeah, that, that empathy thing will like, there are moments in the show and I'm like, fuck, that like hyper empathy must fuck you up. Like, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it's Hanny and Jack, and I really loved this scene. I loved the Hannibal scenes in this episode, which part of the reason what made this episode so much fun. I, I know. Hannibal is really on one in this one. Um, he really is. I, in, gosh, I know. I know. Hannibal said something like, oh, he'll be, who will be left standing? And Jack's like, I'll still be standing. He's like, I am bedrock, baby. I'm uh, God. That's right. This is what I liked, right? This, this is the scene where they're like, let's sum it up. Okay, right. So we have the devil, God, the devil, and the great red dragon. So, well, so well, first Hannibal goes, who are we talking like so-and-so, like you, me, and the great red dragon? Right. Um, and then later Hannibal goes, God, the devil, and the great red dragon. And it's like, okay, great. I'm the devil. I'm the puppet master. He's the red dragon, and you're God. And then Will's, Jesus, Will's the lamb. Yes, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I love Will's that. are being open. Like, this is the end times, basically. Like, it's all coming to a head now. This is the end game. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. He's like, yep, that makes you God, Jack. And Jack's like, okay, I'll, I'll be God. Yeah, he says, that makes you God. He says, yes, it does. And he goes, all gods demand sacrifices. Yeah. I, I find it interesting that he goes, how clear is your conscience? And Jack goes, as clear as yours. Yeah. Not, uh, it's clear. It's, it's almost right. like, listen, I get Hannibal that your conscience is clear because you're a monster. Therefore, you're like, NBD, like kill those people, ate the people, whatever. And Jack's almost like, yep, I did some fucked up shit to Will. And yeah, but like, okay. That's exactly how I read it. It's like, not, it's not like, oh, we're both off scot free. It's like, right, you did fucked up shit. And I understand that I've also used Will and pushed him to the limits and fucked yeah. him up too. So here we are. Got it. And yet I'm also can sleep at night because of it. So NBD, we're good. That's true. Yeah, the means to the ends. Jack, the means to the ends is yeah. Jack's name. Uh, and then it goes to Frank praying, question mark, at the painting, like prostrating himself. It's his usual freaking out. There's there's blood, there's painting. He's bowing at the painting. I don't he's know. scratching himself, and then like he's imagining scratching the painting while scratching yeah, yeah. himself. 
Okay, sure. becoming it, and he's like transforming in front of the painting. Not, not the real painting because he ate the real painting. <laughs> I thought again. I thought about that. I was like, man, don't you think you'd want to worship the real thing? I totally agree. But I, I mean, I get why he did it. But yeah, like I could buy the whole like I needed to consume this. Like I must consume this to help become it. I guess I don't know. Sure, but it's not like I don't whatever. Well, I, I I can't begin to understand the psyche of Frank. So whatever. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, as he like, you know, he's like, "Am I insane?" Later, and it's like, "No, this guy's fucking crazy." And then it's like, "What?" And then I made myself kind of get in his shoes, and I was like, "What if you really are like in your reality, you're becoming this thing, and you're doing all this?" It's like, "No, I'm not just like, you know." like that level of psychosis and distortion is so deep that you're like, I am not, you don't understand. I am becoming this. That's right. <laughs> it's in <laughs> me and I am it. I am a being. I love later. We'll get like the pause before he says being. Yeah. The being who's done this, not like the person. <sighs> <sighs> oh, I love it. And then it cuts to Will, like, I wrote he's mad robotic and fucked up. This is Jack, Will, and Alana talking. Yes. Alana is throwing down some hard truths in this episode. Just almost nonchalantly. I feel like Alana is keeping the story going at this point. Like, she's the person who's like... Okay. They all, get, they all get together and they're like talking nonsense. And she's like, no, actually, y'all need to go over here and do that. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. she's like, this will be a trap. Like, let's let's conscript G- Chilto. He's a fool. <laughs> he is a fool. That's right. Because, yeah, because she's like, you need a professional. And Will's like, oh, are you um, are you volunteering? She goes, no, you'd have to be a fool. She's like, hard cut to Chilto. <laughs> she's like, fuck no, I'm not proposing. Like, no, no thanks. Absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, well, this is like the moments I'm like, oh, no, everyone's, like, everyone is just like, this, like, cold-blooded, like, calculating. She's like, let, well, let, let's do Chilto. Like, throw him in. He's a fucking idiot. He'll do it. He's a dumb-dumb. Oh, like, Chilto. So how far have gotten from the, from the starfish Alana, you know? No. This Alana is like, okay, bye. Like, throw him in. Like, great. But you would think at this point that Chilton would have learned, like Alana's grown. It's the ultimate Chilton has never learned episode. Chilton has never learned. What will it take? Cut to season four when all scarred up Chilto is gonna be like, hey everybody, I got a new book coming out. <laughs> yeah, anybody need any help with their harebrained ideas? Yeah. Yeah. Um she throws some like serious, she's like, just throws will. She's like, you used to believe but that you were in control of your own actions. Do you still harbor that, that, that delusion? <laughs> Just throws that there at his feet. And I'm like, whoa, that's a hard, like, that's tough to throw okay. at somebody. She's been through a lot. She's like, enough is enough. Listen, like, you know, you're like, well, come on. She's <laughs> like, I don't have any like affection for you anymore, Will. None Aww. of that. None of that. You're just like, okay, I've seen it. I got it. How's Marjo doing? Right? How's the kid? How's the, how's the little baby? How's the verger baby? The verger baby. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're like, let's get Chilto. We need tattle crime. We need someone. It can't just be you, Will. It's got to be someone to back it up. 
Right. They're basically like, oh, here's the trap. We're going to throw a trap for him. Yeah, we're going to throw a trap and we're going to loop in a fool um, and then cut to full. The greatest scene in the entire show. I love <laughs> it's so good. From, from Chilton just like losing his mind. This was quantifiably bitchy. <laughs> he's like... He's like, I've been dealt some hostility before. Like, well, first, he's like throwing compliments. Like, obviously, backhand. And Hannibal's like, great, I'll take it. And he's like, you've written some wonderful articles. But this takes, he goes, thank you, Frederick. Thank you. <laughs> and I love, Frederick goes like, like, what am I, your nemesis? And Hannibal goes, my nemesis? Nemesis, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, he almost was like, oh, nemesis. No, no. <laughs> if anyone is it's Jack Crawford, you know, but he's like Chilton, yeah. you like like you like cute for you for thinking you are up at the level of being my nemesis. Yeah. You're a fucking it. bitch who I'm just like I love he's like you refuted your your insanity defense. It didn't hold up to scrutiny. He's like, sorry, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> it didn't hold up to scrutiny. And Chilton's like, because it was a lie that I did for you. <laughs> you motherfucker. I went off on a limb for you and you sawed it off. <laughs> this is his singing voice, by the way, who's a wonderful singer. You know, he's an amazing singer, Rollo Sparza. When he's screaming, like, this is his singing voice. I was lying to protect you. And I'm like, oh, here it is. Here's the wrong That's beautiful voice control. He isn't straining his voice for a second as he's yelling right now. He knows how to do it. No, that's right. Very supported by the diaphragm. Really beautiful. Yeah. And Chilton's like, I am a best-selling author. (laughs) God. I I love the look that... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I love the look that Hannibal gave whenever Chilton like shoved the magazine into his jail cell. And he was like, here, take this. And Hannibal sort of like leaned over and looked at it like, huh, look at that. Wow. He's like, okay, he's busy to rally you up, motherfucker. He's like, it cost me nothing to write these articles. Like, I don't give a fuck. It just like is all just to fuck with you, just to entertain me. Guess what? It's working. Right. You know what I didn't see coming though? We see this several times from Chilton in this scene and in the next one, I think. But there's like some real, like almost like homophobic, like undertones to Chilton. So like he says something to Hannibal here in this scene where he says something, he's talking about him going to jail and he says, the young ones will pass you around and use you for sex, which is like a threat. It's like an old like law and order threat. That Very they much so. You know what they do to child molesters behind, you know, it's asking you. Know what they'll do to you, right. You'll be someone's bitch in there or something like yeah. that. It's like very kind of like homophobic in a way. Um, and then he like does it again in the next scene. I'm like, huh, I didn't really. All right. I guess it's a very like weak man's thing to do. I think like when you don't have the power in a situation, I, I feel like it's such a like weak thing to throw. Oh yeah. Like, homophobia. In a way. Well, that, and, and it's, there's, you know, all these movements against, like, basically, like, trivializing prison rape and making it be like, oh, you know what's going to happen to you in jail? Right. You know, kind of a thing. Just, like, yeah. really trivializing that. Yeah. I, I mean, I could listen to, in the old ones, they cry when they do not like the stewed apricots. <laughs> what does that mean? I, 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 I took it to literally mean, like, I mean, is that, a, do you think... That, that, that that's a metaphor i just thought it was just like here's the shitty food you get in prison and if you don't um, like it, just this old guy going, you see i 
I am just so like used to the show where like they say something and it's actually some old reference to some like Babylonian myth that I was oh, like, Stu Apricots. I don't I was, think Stilto's at that level to throw something out like that. No, that's true. But I, 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 I like wrote it down. I was like, Stu Apricots? Like question mark, question mark. I don't know what that means, but I think you're right. It's just like shitty jail food. Yeah. And just the way he said it, stewed apricots. Dude, and like that's the line he leaves on. <laughs> he like turns around and leaves on. Well, like that's his only retort, really, because he's like, I don't have like a stand on when it comes to like psychological, psychiatric merit, intellectual merit. I don't right. have like to stand on. I'm just a you know a half rate, you know, swindler at yeah. best. But he's like, guess what? You're still locked back here, so motherfucker, you know, you ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and then Freddie in this, I wrote Freddie in this very well lit and nice place. Is it Chilto's? No. It's just like some weird hideout apartment. Yeah, it's like some hotel room or some shit. Yeah, Something exactly. Like, that. like, we're going to rent this just for like this one poto, basically. Oh, this, right. Um... Yeah, no, Freddie. Freddie kills me in this scene. They're talking like Will makes some joke about some like fan shirt that she makes, like from her like bullshit tattle crime article, and she goes, "Oh, I'll be sure to get you one. You were small or medium? Small, I bet. Oh, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so I can send you a T-shirt. Yeah, Will is just like, like it's it's almost tedious how much will is like I have no respect for you as a journalist. You sell T-shirts that says I had a one night stand with a tooth fairy. <laughs> yeah, this is also the home like the homophobia thing that Chilton throws out because he's like the term fairy is a latent thing to homosexuality. Tedious, I know, but like yeah, tedious. But you might want to use it. I was like, it's not. He doesn't have a homophobia thing that like he's not homosexual and like that's why. Like I don't know. It's so tedious. I know, but there's that. Yeah, and then Chilto and Will bitchy session. They're just like throwing some things. Well, Chilton's like, oh, he's he has a complicated relationship with the mother, and then Will's like, he's into incest. <laughs> like, okay, product of an incestuous home. <laughs> yeah, uh, not be such a bitch because he's just like Frederick. Do you want to get the photo? One <laughs> for the dust jacket. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. He's like Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's exactly who he is. That is like 100% lying to sell books. Yes, yes. Like really though, like like loving the fact that it's like the winner of which weekly's best smile award, 10 weeks running. He's like, great, yeah. Yes, whatever sells copy, yeah. Immediately so, because later when he's in that scene talking on the phone to some editor or whatever, He's mm. like feeling himself the more he gets into like Hannibal Lecter's supermarket tabloids. My love Hannibal Lecter, but he's like, he's like, oh, I'm feeling it now. I'm in one. Man, that's so fun. I'm I'm sad we didn't make that connection until just now that he's like Billy Lockhart. Wow. Totally. Yes. Um, I took so many notes on this episode because I was like, every scene is is amazing. Well, I'll, I I mentioned it earlier, but I'll also say that. I I need that framed. I need that screenshot of Hannibal or no Will with his hand on Chilton's shoulder. Yes. Chilton has the goofiest smile on his yes. face. Yes. The doofiest, like <laughs> the doofiest look. And Will is just like stone faced because he's like, whatever, this is a job and blah blah blah. 
but man, it was like so picture perfect. I wish I could have, I wish I was allowed to take a picture of it. Will's also, I feel like one of those guys who never smiles for photographs, which is like <laughs> such a weird subset of person. Just like, yeah, yeah right. To never smile for a photograph is such an odd. Like, it's such a weird, like, um, I don't know, like guy thing, like masculine, like smiling makes you feminine. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, like, I know it's like an old timey thing. Cause like back in the day, it took so long to take pictures that like people didn't smile because it was like, just hold it, hold it. Yeah. I know I look at, um, because I do student record stuff. I like can see everyone's uh, photo, like your um, ID card photo, whenever I look you up. Um, and boy, are there some winners out there. But yeah, it's a lot of like, it's like I'd say half the time the guy is like not smiling. In his photo. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, what's the move? Yeah. Well, because I had it when I, when I was 18, I had a portrait made of me, a painting. And the guy, um, the artist was like, I don't do teeth. So like, don't smile like that. <laughs> I so don't do teeth. Yeah. And, and so I was like, for a while in the mirror before the sitting being like, Like, how am I going to hold, sorry, this is like science, audio medium. I'm just sitting here, like, basically I would like practice how to kind of like have like a grin or like a, just like a look that wasn't like a scowl. Yeah, just a nice soft smile, nice. Yeah, optimizing a little bit, but not too much. Just kind of like, right. yeah, something like that. Where's, I need to see this portrait. I'll have my mom to take a picture of it. It's in our room up in New York. It's in our, yeah. the dining room of our apartment up in New York. Yeah, tell, um, tell Kathy to send us a, a, a pic. He's amazing, by the way. His stuff is like, he like blew up a few years later um, after that. His name is Ben Fenske. He's like really like impressionistic. Nice. Um, really, really pretty stuff. Um, yeah. So look him up. Ben Fenske. I can't afford any of his paintings, but he's really fucking of great. Of course. He's also, he's, a, he's an example of one of those like art guys who's like, objectively not a very attractive dude, but obviously has like serious BDE of like being an artist. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where like, because of that, he's always with some like really attractive younger lady. And he's just like this weird looking dude. You know what I mean? Yes, like, I don't know what you mean. I don't see it. And like, I guess he just like has like such serious confidence that he's just like, all right. Whatever gets you there. Whatever gets you through the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want to do segments? Sure. This is this is Sam. I'm pulling up a picture of Ben Fenske. Oh, oh wow. Really gruff grown yeah. beard. He looks like um he looks like some actor, some like Latino actor. Oh yeah. I can't think of at the moment. But yeah, yeah the art is beautiful. It's like impression oh, is nice. really, really nice looking. So yeah, I'll have my mom I'm sending a picture of my portrait. We'll post it on our Twitter. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do segments now. Um, obviously, we are no longer, we are no longer, we're not in person. So we right. have our own thing to eat the crude. 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 I didn't sing it because I knew it'd be like a half second behind. I, I know, right? Like, we'll see how how that sounds on mic. If it's the snap was like way too fucking loud, we'll see. I posted a picture. I'm to post it. I took a picture. I can retake it if you want me to. It's a pretty great candid. 
Don't worry. I'll retake it here. You'll, you should do like a little like, what up? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do one of your usual selfies. You're like a like really good at selfies, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's like gotta work, thing. Got to work them angles, baby. You got to find your light. Find, find, always be finding your light. Always find your light. Find a good angle. <laughs> All right. So tell the people what you got. Okay. I have some Lay's Wavy Fried Green Tomato Chips. Because I saw this and I was like, here's my hot take. Fried green tomatoes might be one of the most overrated foods there is. Wow. That Not is hot. They're bad. But they had like a thing. I feel like fried green tomatoes are one of those things that like became like fancified. You know, like it's kind of like a soul food thing that then became like everyone had it. Like yeah. 10 years ago, it was like one of the first waves of like everyone has fried green tomato. Oh my God, it's so good. And it's like fine, but it's <laughs> like green tomatoes are not ripe tomatoes. And they're like, like, and I love tomatoes. Yes. But the breading always falls off. <laughs> It's like a, oh, maybe some kind of creme fraiche on it or like some kind of a, I, I don't know. They're good. Maybe you're having the wrong fried green tomato. Right. Maybe you're only, maybe you need to have some real like down home fried green tomatoes or some I shit. Know. I don't know. Maybe I haven't had them the right way. Okay. Fair enough. No, no I mean, I, I agree. They're good. Um, yeah. Like if I see them on a menu, like I might not get them. Um, I will say that you know who has some um, some bomb fried green tomatoes is uh, Dollywood. <laughs> really? They sell fried green tomatoes in their like you know food area. Yeah, of course. And like I think like the second to last time I was in Dollywood and and got some, um, it was like me, Kelly, <coughs> and Will. Anyway, nobody knows who these people are, but you do. Yeah. Um, and we had fried green tomatoes and then we were all like immediately so tired. We were like, oh, it's time for a nap. <laughs> we were like, just going to take a nap like on a bench somewhere in Dollywood. It wasn't the time that you and I went to Dollywood. It was a later time. It was a later time. Yes. You were younger then. You had more time. You had more opportunities. I was, I was, I was the experienced sophomore. You'll be the hot new freshman. <laughs> what is that from? Is that from Bring It On? No, it's from, um, oh my gosh. You know what I'm talking about, right? That line. Is it from, is it from Legally Blonde? No, because that's law school and she didn't, he didn't think she was in a law school. I could have. Oh no, no, it is from Bring It On. You're right. It's Torrance's boyfriend talking to her. Boyfriend, before he like bounces. He's like, yeah. he's like, no, it's cool. You'll meet me at UCLA, whatever it is next year. I'll be the experienced sophomore. They'll be the hot young freshman. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. You're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hope it isn't too loud. So, so I don't even know what this is going to be. Fried green tomato flavored chips. Yeah. But, they, huh. Hmm. Wow. It's got like, I'm saying like, obviously it has like tomato powder. Yeah. And like a really strong ranch flavor it's not bad mm. wouldn't say it's good <laughs> like fried green tomatoes question mark uh, <laughs> that sounds good to me yeah it's interesting i'm like sniffing it now do it it's like a weird like tomatoey dill kind of mm. something to it huh huh it's odd 
I don't think I know enough about fried green tomatoes to know like what's the like dominant flavor profile. All right, I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like uh, Claire Sha Claire Saffitz from a uh, um, gourmet makes has fried green tomato seasoning, which is buttermilk, salt, maltodextrin, um, tomato powder, natural flavors, onion powder, brown sugar, spices, yeast extract, garlic powder, sunflower oil, paprika, mustard, vinegar, paprika extracts. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. Oh, Not that sounds good. Though. I need to yeah. find it. I love... Um, like different chip flavors. Like my favorite chip flavor is the all dressed. Yes. Flavor. So good. The ruffles all dressed. The ruffles all dressed. I mean, so tangy, spicy, sweet. Yeah, it's like we're gonna put barbecue and salt and vinegar and make it even better than both of those combined. It, uh, I mean, people are missing out. I don't know. Perry can't stand them, but they're like my favorite chips. Really? It's a Canada thing. And Canada gets that one thing right. Just one thing. Just the one. Um, they read them right, but they get all dressed chips. <laughs> um, okay. So I'll do mine next. I've got uh, some M&Ms. They are orange, vanilla, creme flavored. Interesting. White it says white chocolate candies, so I guess the inside's white chocolate. I have no idea. Um, all right, let's, let's pop this bad boy open. I'm trying not to make a ton of noise. That's so, like, like orange and chocolate is good, objectively. Objectively, yes. Now I don't know why they have to do white chocolate. I guess they're doing something like creamsicle type type scenario. Yes, it's like a, right, so that's another thing is that, yeah, it's like a creamsicle. There's like creamsicles on the front and blah, blah, blah. So the orange and white, different orange and white. All right, let's give it a shot. Give it a shot. Melina is thinking. She does her usual, like, <laughs> hmm, kind of like, something. You know, hmm. Looks off to the half distance. It's pretty, it's it's pretty true to a creamsicle, surprisingly. Wow. Like, it's not bad. Like, if, if you really dig a creamsicle flavor, like... Do you dig creamsicles? The orange, uh, cream, vanilla? Like, actual creamsicles, or... Or, like, like that flavor profile. You know, like, the orange soda, creamsicle soda, or, like, you know, the whole, like, orange push pop kind of thing, or the creamsicle lolly. Yeah. You know? Yes, I am a fan yeah. of that. Uh, yes. That. Yeah, especially, like... Um, there are a couple of places that do like floats, you know, like get some vanilla ice cream, orange soda. Okay. That's a classic one. Yes. This like these aren't like bad. Like I really was, I was thinking, I was thinking the orange would be like really aggressive, like usually fruit, fruit flavors are. Hmm. Now, if they really wanted to go, they should use that orange flavoring and put it in the dark chocolate M and M's and give yeah. it more. Like that would be another level. That I would lose my mind over because, yes. I mean, I'll show you. Nobody else can see this, but it's like one of these big, like sharing size bags. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to eat all of this. Like, if I ate maybe five, like it or not, you gotta just put it out. Just yeah, set it out like I set them out at my work. Exactly. <laughs> just see what happens to him. Just see, see how how long it takes for him to just devour the Have whole. Have you bag. ever seen any of your coworkers take the, those eat the crude things later, or are you just like, or do they like just like? disappear over time and you never actually seen anybody actually pick them up and eat them 
I've never seen anyone actually pick them up and eat them, right? I like I leave them whenever we leave after the podcast on like Saturday or Sunday or whatever. I leave them on that table. By the time I come in Monday morning, they're like half gone, Whoa. and then I'll I'll swing by again. I know taking them on Sunday like night out. Hmm. Good point. And then I come back like Monday around like eleven or something, and and it's like completely gone. Gone. I really want to know. I love you. One thing again. One time I saw somebody like looking away and like grabbing a whole bunch. Like, I mean, you know, obviously people do that. I mean, I do that when there's something really good in there. You take like four, and then you just like all the time. Someone had like fresh baked cookies in a Tupperware in our office break room like a month ago, and I was like, okay, I'm coming back later. I, I'm gonna take a few. Or like how many core, how many, like, I'm going to get a Krispy Kreme donut. I'm going to come back for another one. If someone's in there, I'll like be like, oh, look at these. I'm going to cut a half one for myself. I haven't had any yet. Like, I'm like pretend like it's my first time each time. Yes. And be that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've done that so many times. Or you go in the first time and somebody else is in there and you're like, oh, I'll just take one. I'm like, oh my gosh, have a good day. Yeah, and so then nice they- about this. So thank you so much. <laughs> everyone get some. And then you're like, okay, statute of limitations. The email went out, you know, so-and-so in the break room. If they're still there two hours later, I can take as many as I want. Like, that's right. have their chance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, good stuff. So we ate the crude. 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 Oh, oh, I was hoping that you oh, didn't oh. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. I, up. I just like, was like, hopefully we're like hive mind and I can like. No, I was just jamming. I was jamming to you singing. Jamming down. Hey, Hanny, what you wearing? Looking like bait, you could catch a red dragon. Fresh as death, how did the feds not suspect it? Maybe Will Graham should get some new glasses. Flat on flat, eat the root like bread. Tie in a knot, big as Chilton's head. Divine like Dante when our killer's in Paris. Hey, Hanny, what you wearing? What you, what you, what you wearing? What you, what you, what you wearing? So that was our costume theme song that I hopefully was able to splice in. Oh, God, was, yeah, I hope you. <laughs> I know, right? I'm the, this is going to be, this is really going to test my, my, my limits of like post-production, you know, who oh, knows. Yeah. We'll see. It might be a nightmare. <laughs> Hopefully the listeners are listening to this in in on like April, you know, 13th or whatever. Hopefully yeah. they're listening to this. If not, who knows? Oh, well, God. We'll see. Um, yes, okay, costumes. Let's get into it. There's All some- right. so many good ones. Yes, Will overall looks great in this episode. Well, looks fantastic. He's a married man, he's mature. I think he's like coming to his own. He looks really good. He looks good. Like every scene. Okay, so let's let me find one of Will. Um, I mean, he. I think it's like in the maybe one. Yeah, the the like last scene whenever he's walking with Jack through the like courtyard and, and blah blah blah. Will's in like dark a dark button up shirt, a gray sweater, a wool coat. Uh, and then Jackson, like a suit and like a red sort of paisley tie and a wool scarf, and then his wool top coat with the collars popped. I was like, these two look like they're like J. Crew models. You guys look so good. Yeah, yeah, they look great. Um, is Delia wearing a? Is that a halter? Well, what is that? It's like a low top top she's wearing in the opening scene. I don't you know, know what a halter top is. I should know. I didn't. I didn't clock it. Let me see if I can go back and take a peek. 
That's a word I know I should know what it is. What does that mean? Halter? Yeah. A halter top is like, um, it's a top, it's sleeveless, and there's just like one strap that like comes up and connects oh, behind your neck. No, definitely not that, what she has. Nope. Okay. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. 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 Maybe it's like, um, a, like a scoop neck or something like it's like a low top, I don't know. A little low cut ditty. Oh God, so it's great. Show oh. Oh, I can see. It's like, a, yeah, she's wearing like sort of like a boat neck. Boat neck, thank you. I almost said sailor neck, but boat neck is the term. Yes. Boat, boat neck. Um, Jack always looks good. Looks Jack's great. really... He, he's rocking the striped shirt. See, Shilto could never pull the striped shirt off. No. Jack looks great. He looks so nice. Whenever he's talking to Hannibal... Yeah, and um, not is perfectly small. It looks great. It's a normal size, yeah. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, he's wearing like a nice, like like a lighter suit, like a light gray shirt, or like a light white or pink. It's like I don't know. He looks. I know. Unfortunately, we said it before. I feel like since Bella passed away, he has like upped his outfit game. He's got a nice beard, as opposed to like the soul patch, which looks great for him. A nice salt and pepper Lawrence Fishburne beard. He looks yeah. great. Um, and later with the scene with Alana, it's like this like really nice yellow tie that that looks great. Mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. Alana has like a brown tweed three-piece number. Yes, she's loving a good three-piece these days. No thing underneath with, with like the vest being the shirt basically. Right, right. Got to keep it sexy. Yeah, for all these like psychos who, she, who she's running in the <laughs> hospital. I know, right? Like, if I worked in some psycho ward, I try to keep myself <laughs> as, like, ugly as possible. That's the appeal. She's like, I'm going to drive all these fucking, like, narcissistic, like, sociopaths crazy because they're so horny. And I guess what, bitch? I can take your toilet. Fuck you. <laughs> it's a power play. It's a power play. It's a total power move. I like it. Um, yeah, she looks good. She's, got, she's still got her hair pinned up like a dummy. God. Ever since I realized it wasn't shortcut, it's like folded up almost. This one looks like it's like it's long, and then instead of like being pinned up, it's like I'm just gonna fold it up inside of itself. Well, I, I read that it looks like she's wearing like a powdered wig, like it's sort of curled at the ends. I wish she was, by the way. That would be great. I wish it was like full like curls with like a, like a little pony and like a little like bow at the back, like full like Thomas Jefferson. Can we get that? Can someone please Photoshop like a fucking Hamilton, like kind of powdered wig on her head? Oh my gosh, that murdered me. <laughs> yes, it gets worse. Like at first, I was like, "All right, I guess I can kind of get with it's kind of like a like a old school, like maybe like a fifties thing." But it's yeah, like I think it just got worse. You know, like it's very like it's very like kind of like Downton Abbey esque kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but like not in a good way. I don't know. <laughs> Um, then Shilto, when he's like pissing, pissed at Hannibal, he's got the like, he's got like an orange and green number on. Ugh. Yeah, he looks like shit. <laughs> As all. And like, yeah, he just doesn't look good. And he has like stubble too. I feel like this is like, he's like having a, I feel like Hannibal is like fucking with him so much that Shilton's like breaking down because like he's neither has his horrible beard or is nice and clean shaven. He's like, I haven't shaved in three days kind of a thing. Yeah, I've been too worried about Hannibal coming to get me in my sleep. I haven't had time to. Yes, um, he looks like shit, but he usually looks like shit. It's fine. Yeah. 
And then Freddie, her hair looked wonderful in that scene. Freddie, I gotta say, I think this might be like one of my favorite outfits of hers. She looked great. like a gold, nice gold earrings and like a sheer question mark top. Yeah, it was like a kind of like a lacy thing, like a long sleeve lacy number that had like a little bow at the at the collar. Yeah, and like a red plaid, like pencilish skirt. Yeah, I was, loved like, it. Loose curls. It wasn't yeah. her, it was like super frizzy Freddie Lowndes hair. <laughs> That's something to it. I she looked fan freaking tastic. I think, but I'm always a fan of whatever Freddie's wearing. I'm oh, always on board. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I love Frank's leather jacket, by the way. Francis Dollar Heights leather jacket. Yes, his driving jacket. I wish that I could have the upper body to pull off and be the kind of guy who could pull off like a leather jacket like that. Because that, on a certain type of guy, yeah. great. You can. I, um, yeah, I think a really, I like a really structured black leather jacket that has the kind of collar that he has. It's like not a, it's like not a normal collar, but it's just like, <laughs> Or like the b- b- hiker one, like the zip, like kind of like the double-breasted almost. It isn't that. It's like a proper. Yeah, yeah. That's the that is what I can get on board with. Totally. Yeah. Um, I love showed up with his guards. He has like red. It's like red gloves on. His red leather gloves. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Freaking Frank's outfit whenever he kidnaps Chilton. Oh, his his. You mean his like kimono? Yes. <laughs> he's got his like he's got his like stocking over his head like daredevil. Yes. Or, like, fucking like bandit. Like, <laughs> like a cat burglar like stocking over his head. And then like all robed up. Yes. I just love that like green silk robe that he's wearing. Um, I was like, this looks like some shit with his little stocking on. I was like, this looks like he just copped off the runway from like a Gucci show or something. He's just like, oh, hey, this is my crib. He's like, if I like walk someone through. This is his like casual outfit. I just couldn't get over it. It's so like, like where the fuck did he get that kimono? All of his other outfits are like blue shirt, leather jacket. Where did he get this silky green kimono? Yeah. Um, I don't have anything till later when when Alana's talking to Hannibal, and she's like, it's like a pinstripe three piece thing, like a red top. She looks great. Um, I got one more. Oh, it's Will when they're at the hospital later. Will and Jack, and Will's in a blue button up and his like wool coat. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah. Um, and then Delia has like a green dress on later. Right. They're like yeah. arms, no more, no more pets, kind of a scene. Yes. So. Uh, we. Okay. That's everything I got, co- costume wise. So many good looks in this episode. Many good looks. All right. Oh, I didn't prepare at all for this, even though I had a month to prepare. So now I'll sing an improvised song about Francis's bathrobe. And that was it. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Very meta song. Uh, Sweet. Um, yeah, so uh, next is like them in the park where they're just like, okay, here's the plan. Pedestrian traffic dies down around 7.15. I love like heisty kind of like fact that that was like, 
All right, so by 7.15, people usually go home and... <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's shift change at four and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they get 65 seconds to get in there before the next guy comes. Like, how do you know that? Yeah, um, very good ocean. They're living out in an Ocean's Eleven fantasy. And then Will's like, you know, you do know that seven out of 11 times he's gone for the headshot. And Jack's like, yep. <laughs> well, I was like, seven out of 11 times... Oh, does he mean like in, in the crimes he's committed? Yes, I believe that. As in like, you'll be wearing, because Jack's like, you'll have snipers on the roofs and you'll be wearing body armor. And Jack, and most like that ain't gonna help me. Yeah, but I was just wondering like, what, what 11 things was he referring to? Like the like 11 crimes, I'm guessing. With guess so. people yeah. shot in the head. That's, that's a great question. I don't know. Anyway, that was a dumb question, but <laughs> I was just like, seven out of 11, what? I'm saying, like, wow, it's very specific. Yeah. Um, okay, where is his phone? He's like he's got his like two like big like burly guards like around him. Yes. You know that he loves having bodyguards. Oh he lo- oh my gosh, it makes him feel like he's got it, but also loves it. He's like, Oh, these guards, what a burden, you know? Yeah, oh too bad. Like I guess I'm just so important they had to get me guards. Because of my best selling book. Have you read it yet? Here's a copy. I've signed it for you. Uh, <laughs> I know. So he's yeah. He's on the phone and he's like, "Oh, you know, get ready for my follow-up novel. It'll be called Blood and Chocolate." And he's like, "Supermarket tabloids might like Hannibal Lecter, but so and so, so and so." They're like, "Pop, pop!" His <laughs> Snatch. Yeah, he gets wow. He gets dragged. He gets dragged out of the car like a, like cartoon, like whoo, like. <laughs> Yeah, like a little a little hook came out of somewhere. Like, ooh. gets pulled out. <laughs> um, and then he's got like a fucking maxi pad on his eyes. Right. I was like, he's got a pad over his eyes. Where did he get this pad? <laughs> Great question. I wonder if Reba like was like staying over for a while. She's like, is oh, it going to leave some over here? That's, is that moving too fast for us? <laughs> yeah, leaving my tampons and pads here. Is that all right? Is that okay? It's a bit too, I know it's a bit too fast. I... I'm okay if if we don't, you know, if I don't do that. They're like, yeah, somehow he had those. That's a great question. How did he get them? I, well, I was just like, it's such a, it must have been a, a purposeful thing just to demean him because he obviously has, he obviously has other things that he could have used to cover his eyes with. <laughs> um, but for some reason he thought this will really stick he it to him. He didn't need to cover his eyes because Chilto was unconscious until he did, did the smelling salts. Correct. I guess yeah. in case he woke up. I guess. Sure. But like, why not put him, like, if you really want to demean him, uh, put him in like some ladies' panties or something. Like, I don't know. Why the pad over the eyes? Whatever. And then, and then he, I wrote, this fuck should be on an island. And I've said this before on the podcast, but like, okay. He's been kidnapped and had and been disemboweled. He was then shot in the fucking head. Yeah. Okay. Strike one, two. You, you, I'm out of here. Bye bye. I'm out. <laughs> you know, like this is. I a, know. Yeah. He's addicted to this shit. Oh, that's why I was like, he has not learned. Like, right. I was just thinking about like he's been through so much. Any other normal person would be like, I'm moving to Utah. You're never gonna see me again. No, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. No. He's he's got to keep selling those novels. So obsessed with being, I mean, we're just, just, just eating these M and M's. 
<laughs> so those novels punctuated by like popping an M&M into her mouth. <laughs> I mean, they're sitting here, why not? Yeah, I wrote, is this the third time he's been kidnapped? Or the second time he's been kidnapped? When he was shot in the head, he was in the witness, like he was in the interrogation room. I want to say maybe this is just the, the second time. Yeah. Man. Mike's like, do you want a blanket? I'll get you a blanket. And like puts the blanket like just like loosely over his neck. Like it's like a towel. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't understand. I was like, okay, if you're concerned about him being cold, why did you strip him naked? And then you give him a towel, but you only like sling it over his shoulders like a scarf. Yes. And then, I mean, I'm just going to say now, this scene is amazing. This whole sequence is so effective. Rural. So well done. So well paced. It's like, okay. it, it's like leg- I think it's the scariest bit in the entire show. Like, like legit scary. Well, I, I mean, chalk it up to Raul. Like, he's just so good. Like His lines are crazy. Oh, am I burned? Oh, I hope I, oh, dear God, I hope I am not burned. <laughs> what a weird way to say that. Oh, I, so... oh, my back, I hurt. Am I burned? Oh, I hope I am not burned. <laughs> and he goes, oh, my skin. Am I burned? No, he's so good. And I also love the line where he's like, um, I have to tell you, I am scared. Just man to man, I am scared. Like man the way he says scared is so but funny. Do you want to know who I am? I was afraid to ask. I do. Like, this got me thinking, I was like, whoa, is, is this, like, Chilto, like, legitimately terrified, and this is how he would say that, or, like, and truly in awe of the dragon, or is he like, oh, this guy wants to be prostrated towards, treated as this being, so therefore I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to him as if I'm, you know, in an audience with, with some higher being. Mm. I, I think it's probably that one, that he is just like, I'm just gonna sort of treat him the way he thinks he wants to be treated. I don't think that Chilton has ever been in awe of any of the people that he's worked with, like crazy or not. I think he always thinks that he's the smartest, most important person in the room. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's trying to save himself. He's like, it wasn't yeah. me, it was Will. And then he's like, listen, I haven't seen your face. Just, just come on. Like, I, haven't, I love that he's like, I haven't seen your face. You can release me. He's like, he's not gonna release you. He went to all this trouble to glue mm-hmm. you He's going to be like, oh, you're right. You haven't seen my face. Cool, cool. Never mind. Yeah, you can go. (laughs) No. No, at all. Um, And then Ding Dong. Oh, this was, I love it. Ding Dong D, it's me. Oh, Oh, so great. Honey. And I was like, this is great story plotting. Like, all this thing, like, "Uh uh-oh, she's here. And like, oh, she's blind. So she's just, like, standing there. Yeah, she's blind, but, like... Yeah, she's blind. Do you think that she knew that there's someone else there? That's a great... Well, she, well, she turned as if, like, what's going on over there? Right? Yeah, right. That's a really interesting question, if she knew at that point. Um, because she could sense, like, wasn't it a couple episodes ago and she, like, walked into her dark room and Frank was already in there and she, like, knew he was there or something like that? Yes. She, like, walked in and she was like... Why are the lights all like, oh, Frank, is that you? Like, I don't know, something like that. No, totally. Yeah, but then but then she's like, I'm guilty of, so like, but if she knew he was there, 
is she then doing the I'm guilty of liking you as a way to try and get out of the situation? Is she like, oh shit? Like, because that, that, that then, like, if she knew he was there, that complicates things for, for her character in a different way. Because then I'm like, well, now I don't understand what her, her actions are because they don't really add up. But if she said that Shilto is there, she then mm-hmm. is like, I got to say I'm guilty of liking you. And then I wonder if, if she's doing that because she senses his, she senses that, it, that he's in the room, Chilto's in the room, and she's like, I'm gonna say this now just, just to get the hell out of this room. Yeah, I mean, I think she probably, if she did sense that there was someone there, she probably also sensed that like they were, they were being quiet because they didn't want her to know that they were there. Yeah, um, she that- yeah. she could have sensed a person in the room, but not sensed like, yo, there's a guy who's glued to a wheelchair, who's naked, like all this stuff. Yeah. Right, right. But like maybe she sensed that like something was amiss and just needed to like say something to. Fair enough. Totally. Buy that. Um, yeah. And then, and then he's like, you should leave. Thanks for the chicken soup and the giant Tupperware. <laughs> I had the biggest Tupperware in the world. And then he like whips his slime show out. He's like, do you see? And he's like, yes, yes, I see. And then I wrote, Shulto's a snitch. Absolutely, he's a little snitch bitch. This is my art. And he like stands in front. I wrote, this would be a really fun scene to act. Like this two person scene, like an acting class would be really fun. That's so true. Yes, it was so fun to, I thought about that whenever he, um, whenever Frank like walked away and put the teeth in his mouth and like turned back around and was like crawling towards him. I was like, oh, man. Shit. <laughs> and he's like, you Dr. Chilton. He's like, he's like right in his fucking face and he's screaming at him. And I was like, now I see the Armitage love. Now I see why people, my fanables love him. Because this yep. is when he crushes. Yep. This Did you just- see Sorry, go ahead. It's all been building up to this moment. Yes. Um, I mean, what a nutso scene. Um, I just, and I just, I guess I just don't remember this episode at all. Because when he ripped his mouth off, I I legit was so surprised. I don't know why. Whoa! I didn't know what he was, I thought, I thought that he had bitten his tongue out at first. Me too. Yeah. Lips off. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask, did you see the um you know how like Amazon does a little like trivia notes? Uh-huh. Like yeah, the X-ray thing, yeah. Yeah, the X-ray thing. Did you see the trivia note about um Richard Armitage's name? No. It said that like his mom named him Richard after King Richard the Third or whatever like that because he was born on the anniversary of like the king's death or something. Interesting. Well, that's a little bleak, but um, all right. All right. We all have our inspirations. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, just that that whole the whole sequence with him kidnapping children, her coming in. It was like this was so effectively done. Yeah. So it's just it was so done. So well done. Um and then yeah, Alana holding up this like the lips. And he's like, with this he offended me. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, Jack right. Jack's got him on a little platter to yeah. show him. On a silver platter, like fucking John the Baptist's head. Um yeah, Jack Crawford holding it up and he's like, 
congratulations, Jack. Like you fucked like I think like was it this is Hannibal who's in excellent humor? I'm in an excellent humor. Congrats, Jack. Lol, you fucked up. <laughs> Why did I write that? Oh yeah. Well yeah, th- this is th- this is Hanny. Hanny is like the plan didn't work. An excellent mood right now. Like this is hilarious. Yeah. And then, like if it had been you in that article, it would have been your lips he was tasting. Okay. <laughs> He's like dubs. I've tasted your lips before. Ooh. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, let me remind you again, Alana, that you and I used to fook. <laughs> oh, he's so sassy in this episode. So sassy. He's really reached like maximum sassiness. Well, yeah, because he's like, Alana, by the way, you fucked this up. Like, this is your fault. You're the one who suggested Chilto do this. Well, you know, yeah, she, so it was her plan. So it worked in the sense that like the plan to get Chilton involved in the article worked to draw him out. Although he didn't, he went for the wrong person ultimately. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was, it, it, it didn't go as planned. Yeah, as planned by Jack and Alana. Although now we see Will kind of planned this because he's like, you put your hand on it. Correct. Right. It went by somebody's plan. Already. Him to fuck with it, like to to set him up. And Will's like, yeah, I was kind of curious what would happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. So when he's talking to Delia, um, um, yeah, I know. Delia's like, you did this, and you did it on purpose. Like, you kind of wanted to to put Shelton in harm's way, didn't you? She's like, it takes one to no one, because guess what? I've been there. Yeah. She's like, I subsided on acorns and oysters, because, like, <laughs> while doing this. Trust me, I know. Oh, God, poor, poor dear. <laughs> um, yeah, and, that's, and this is when she says, yeah, the line that, like, Hannibal does have agency in the world. He has you. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh. Rep, bro, the right, the, the... All tied together, yo. Puppet master, for real. Ugh, and then Chilto is trashed. I love Jack said trashed. He said he is trashed. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I couldn't believe this, he survived. Um, yes. This guy's like an immortal. Yeah, I know. He, he is a god. I think we should all start worshipping Chilton, apparently, because... He cannot die. He cannot. He's not head. And... He's been disemboweled, shot in the head, and now burned to a crisp and tossed into a fountain. <laughs> um, my, also, my thought whenever we, he pulled back the curtain and showed Hilton, Chilton was, um, how long did this makeup take? Oh, take- so yeah. long. Can you imagine if they do like, multiple takes? Like, they do this, and then Will's like, oh, sorry, I fucked the line up. And then, like... Like Hugh, really? And she'll like how Will is sitting there being like, really, Hugh? Take one more time. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, we got it. Or they're like, oh, for continuity's sake, we couldn't get it. We gotta do it. We gotta do a separate day of the shooting again. And Will's like, fuck, six more hours. Right, right. I'm so itchy. Like I gotta get. Fortunately, it's a short scene, and he's stationary. It isn't like you know, you know, like other movies or whatever they're like ever like you know, like the Grinch or it's like every day I'm in this thing for two hours and it's awful yeah that's true that's true and I guess like the moral of children's story is like don't like don't be a mon- money hungry little bitch like I don't know 
I guess, I mean, part of me has to admire Chilton's, like, at, like his, like, perseverance, I guess, in that, like, he's like, I'm still at it, I'm still here, you can't get rid of me, kind of a thing. Yeah. Other time, it's like, dude, know when to fucking fold him. Like, know when to be like, see ya. Honestly, like, you are a pawn, this never works out in your favor. Yeah. And it's all for you, to quote Janet Jackson, like, this, he's doing all this for himself. It isn't like, he's like, no, I'm gonna stick it out because I want to serve these patients or because I want to find truth and fight evil. No. No, at all. Um, I wrote, this apology is bullshit. Will is like, very sorry what happened to you, Frederick. No, he can like barely look him in the face. I mean, because he's ugly, but also second because he feels bad. What you, what? You trying to decipher your notes there? Are transcribed. I don't know why I wrote that. Sorry, what was it again? I wrote. I like the subtitles. Are transcribed. Don't. I don't know. Oh, okay. Don't like subtitles and that seems weird. Don't worry about it. That was the, the first time I watched it. Didn't notice it this time. Wow. Okay. So, so now we end with the Reba scene, and this is. I have. I have. I went through a whole journey with this with her character. Ooh. We've been through the ringer with her, like, what's her purpose? She comes in the first scene, right? And she's like, I like you, I about you chicken soup. And you think, oh, does this like make him pause and therefore not bite off? Nope, nope, he still goes and bites off Chilton's fucking thing. And then the second time watching it, I was interested, I was, I was like, okay, but that's actually interesting. Like part of me would go, what's her purpose then? Like, is she there to have, what to like, you know, what's going on, and then it doesn't really serve any purpose story-wise. And then I'm like, you know, that's not really fair to her as a character, because if she came in and then he actually kind of had a pause, then she would just be there to serve, to to change him. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like it that, yeah, she doesn't really have any effect on him, but she has agency, she likes him, she's making her own choices. Yeah. So that was kind of the Anyway, first I was like, this character's pointless. And then I was like, that's not really fair to her. Yeah. No, I think that she, um, I think she does have agency. I think that she really did like him. I I am confused as to why she came over that night, the night to bring the soup. Because the last we saw of them was like, right, in her dark room or something like that. And later skater, I'm out of here. He was like, we can't be together. Right. So I was like, is, is this like some sad like plea to get him back? In which case, oh, Reba, you're better than that, you know? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it like, at least she's making those choices, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going to take the bus. I'm going to get out down to his house with some soup. Like, I'm going to make these choices for myself. Yeah. I still think that she deserves so much more. Like, she deserves a lot more than what she got. And it's a tough part. does a great job it's a tough part yes (laughs) tough 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 part and this the line she does after he un un uh gags her totally shattered me yeah when she goes oh i didn't know you cared about me this much i was like whoa so do you but she was yeah, okay, so, but she's saying that just so that he'll, like, take yes, more force. But, like, to be able to have the wherewithal to say that, which is very much like the thing you say to an abuser, who's like, you don't get how much I love you, as, like, they're doing something horrible to them. Right? right. You're making me do this, like, I'm like, I love you this much. To know to say that to him. 
as he, after he just kidnapped you and gagged you is fucking crazy. Like, I mean, I mean, crazy in a bad way, but like, whoa, like that, like, fucked me up to be like, whoa, her character knew enough to to say that and not go, what have you done? Ah, and like scream. I mean, you know, or be like, holy shit, no. Well, I mean, I guess, like, to me, that just says that, like, maybe she has experience with an yeah. abuser. Totally. Which is why part of the reason, like, I was like, whoa, like, she's been through some shit. Like, and this is, like, real. Yeah. Yes. And all he can say is, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up. That seems like there were some remarkable events. People were changed. Didn't she know about this? And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, how about these names? And he, he, she almost says Tooth Fairy. And he's like, don't you fucking say that. Oh, how dare you? That's what he calls himself a being. He's like, do you know the name of the, the being who changed these people? Is that like the guy or the person? No, the being. Being. Red dragon. I am the dragon. Credits. <sighs> oh, poor Reba. Poor old Reba. No, but it's cool, but she has her own spinoff. We need a Reba spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be called Reba, though. It, why not? Wow. <laughs> 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 <sighs> oh, wow. this episode. I mean, you've already kind of said that already that we both love this episode yes i mean obviously it was amazing um it had so many great i mean everyone looked fantastic in it so some of my favorite outfits we've seen so far we had the reemergence of freddie lounge who i'm always happy to see mm -hmm. um chilton went on a wild ride yep um hanny was a little snarky bitch yep um Delia couldn't talk slower. Yep. And so I think I'm gonna give it. I mean, dare I give it like a yep. 10? You know, like I felt really good about it. I'm gonna give it um 10 uh lips. <laughs> lips, 10 lips. And lips. Yeah. I completely agree. I thought, I, I think it, it is redemptive to the storyline of the past few episodes, which has kind of been plotting and quickly done. And just, we had some criticisms about it. And it is from a scene by scene level, it's so effective. From a story level, it's so effective. Mm. I mean, I think the scene where he kidnaps him is incredibly well done. Yeah. Um, it's well acted across the board. T to be incredibly well acted. Yeah. Um, Hanny is, I love, I love snarky, bitchy, feeling himself Hanny. Like that's one of the peak, peak Hannibals for me. It's just, he just like, couldn't be happier in his power. And he's just like, whatever, yo. Right. It's great. Um, loved it. I loved it. I, I, I give it nine out of 10 stewed apricots. Nice. Nice. <laughs> stewed apricots. Apricots. They cry when they don't like it. And I just love that line. It's so fucking great. <laughs> it's good. Yes. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, ever closer to the end. Ever closer. We got one more that you've still never seen, right? 
I don't think so. I don't think that I've seen it all the way to the end. Like I, I'm, I'm thinking. Louise moment. You haven't seen it. I'm. I think I can recall scenes from it because I'm thinking of things that I know happen in this show that haven't happened yet. So I guess they must happen in the next episode. But I've never seen it to the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's good stuff. It's fucking great. I can't wait to get into it soon. So soon. I know. Now that now that my brain is a little bit back to normal and I'm not like riddled with shingles, we can actually do, it. do the get it done. And then we'll figure out what to do next. Maybe 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 the nanny, which they're making a Broadway musical of that, that Rachel Bloom is doing all the music for. Amazing. Yeah, Fran Dresser was just on on uh, WTF, by the way. I said that to you, Fran yeah. She's a big health food nut. She's like, oh yeah, yeah turmeric is great for whatever, which I feel like Mark Maron had to have not been laughing in his head because he did a whole bit, this new special about turmeric. Really? And he's like, you hear people say these things like that will fuck you up. Like someone will stop me and go, hey, you taking turmeric? He's like, turmeric? The spice, turmeric the spice? Yeah, why? And he goes, you know, inflammation. Which is, what's that? It's the new thing that causes all the other bad things. It's the new bad thing that causes. And then literally Fran's like, oh yeah, turmeric is great. It's very anti-inflammatory. And I'm sure Mark's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, sure, yeah. I know. The spice, the spice you buy once for one Indian dish and it stains your wooden spoon, that turmeric? Yeah, you, yeah, man, you gotta take it. You gotta take it. <laughs> yeah, I need, to, I need to listen to that. Yeah, Fran's having a real, um, she's having a real resurgence lately. It is. It makes me want to rewatch all the nanny. We got to do it. That's going to be our next podcast. Yeah, obviously. We can find out how to stream it. Oh, yeah, good point. I don't know what it's on. It's in the ether. Something. Maybe. Anyway. All right. Well, you have, do you have the credits up on you? I can do the first part. Oh. I can do the parts. I can put it so many times and memorize it. This episode was mixed, produced. All of us, hopefully this episode has been mixed and produced. We'll see with the Zoom stuff. Um, we'll see how it sounds. Um, by us, the butchers, Melina and Jack. Our theme music is by, and our costume music is by the, the great Sean Hills, who's recovering. I retweeted something from him. Um, he's in a tough spot right now. He and his partner both are recovering from the vid. Um, oh. They're doing better. Um, and our uh, logo is by John Larson. Nice. Um, uh, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at FButchersPod. Um, our website, which does nothing, is theethicalbutchers.com. Um, I'll probably deactivate it uh, once this podcast is over so that we don't have to pay for it anymore. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and then if you'd like, please send us an email. We love hearing from you, your questions, your answers, your concerns. Um, ethical butchers podcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody stay safe, stay home. Yeah. Until Easter, but tomorrow's Easter. So we're going to be good. The president, yeah. we're going to be ready, ready to pack those, uh, pack those pews tomorrow. Right. Churches are going to be packed, baby. Get it, baby. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay safe, keep it sleazy from home. That's right. Bye.